Chicago. This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. On ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got JC, we got Johnny the Beat Man, and we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Wednesday morning with open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going for this show and all the shows on ESPN Chicago brought to you by Connie's Pizza. And boy, I tell you what, Cap, you talk about a fresh coat of paint up there at House Hall. Everything is changing. A new president for the Chicago Bears, a general manager is going to be in his second year. Justin Fields as the quarterback, a new stadium is coming up for the Chicago Bears team. It all feels fresh. It all feels new. The new look and the new era of the Chicago Bears team. I have not been this excited to be a Bears fan. And I can't tell you how long. Yes, we had the pop-up, go to the Super Bowl, lose to the Colts in 06. Yes, they won in 85, and it was awesome. I have never woken up, said this to my brother last night Mm -hmm. after we got done doing the college game. I've never woken up or gone to bed and gone, my franchise is for real this time. The hiring of Kevin Warren, and to hear him yesterday, I was locked in on that, to hear him say Super Bowls. And we are 100% focused on Arlington Heights. That's it. That is the most important thing this organization could do. Yes, the number one pick's important. Yes, free agency and all the money is important. But that's more of a micro look. At the 2023, can we get better than 3 and 14? How long till we get this thing turned around? It's going to take time there. I get it. Macro is, for the rest of our lives as sports fans, and hopefully we're around a long, long time, that stadium will impact everything about Bears football going forward. This hiring, as you like to call it, is shopping at the top shelf. It's not... Well, we plucked the third assistant off the Patriots because they're a great organization. Or we went to the Yankees and got some guy who used to be an intern there. No. Who's the best candidate? His name is Kevin Warren. What's that going to cost? I don't care. Just get me the best guy. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really cool that Kevin Warren bought a ticket to a Bears game in December. Mm -hmm. Put a heavy coat on, some gloves, and went to the Eagles game. As a fan, he said, I wanted to just buy my own ticket. I wanted to sit in the stands, and I wanted to look and get a perspective of what I might be walking into. Mm -hmm. I thought that was 
awesome that our franchise has now come into the modern day. Yes. You know, sometimes, Cap, organizations, they just are stagnant, stuck in neutral, where you say, well, what's new? Oh, we're changing the coach every three years. Oh, we're changing the coach every four years. What's new? What's new is, oh, we've got new draft picks, and we're just going to kind of just go through the same old, same old, just churn out money, and then whatever happens, happens. But you can just tell there's a new era and a new feeling for the Chicago Bears because there's a such thing as taking a swing and hitting into right center field for a base hit. You got a single. But there's nothing like taking that big swing, trying to swing from your ass and try to hit a home run. And that's what the Bears have done. I'm not saying that the Bears are going to the Super Bowl because of this hire Kevin Warren. What I'm saying is, is that it is important for you to take a big swing not just to have a, just a check swing line drive. I mean, take a big swing and someone who's at the top of the shelf and Kevin Warren. This could have been anybody taking this job. But keep in mind that we have listeners, Cap, young listeners, that all they know is Ted Phillips in that chair. All they know is that Ted Phillips is in that chair. Like McCaskey Phillips, that's what they know. But it's, it says there's something new happening with this team when you have someone like Kevin Warren with his NFL and college football experience that's going to be running the Chicago Bears. I mean, usually in that spot, for a lot of teams, it's just a guy. Kevin Warren is just not a guy. This guy's got skins on the wall, and he's got so much experience that's so unlike the Bears. But this is why it's a new era of the Bears, because this is unheard of for this franchise. Doing this, this is why it feels great. So if you're in your car Makes right sense. now, it, 100% agree with you. If you're in your car right now, you're sitting at your breakfast table, you're at wherever and you're listening to us, you should feel like, wow, I actually have hope about my bears. You can go from Angelo to Emery to Pace to Poles to uh, Lovey to Tressman, to Fox, to Nagy, to Eber, whatever. That stuff goes on at sports all the time. I'm talking about dynamic change, a new era of Bears football. Oh, yeah, It's going to sound different. It's going to smell different. It's going to taste different. It's going to look different. Now, we have a diehard listener named Justin who calls all the time. Yeah. I want to win. I'm tired of losing. I'm, I'm begging people to please let these men do their job, and make the correct decision for the long-term health of the team. Whether that is, you know what, I don't think we should make that trade, but I think we should do this, and it might not pay off in eight months, but it might pay off in 24 months for a lot longer run. Let these men do their job. Let this man, Kevin Warren, set a new culture, a new level of accountability, a way we do business, and let's see what we can build. Mm -hmm. I don't let me back up. I care what they do in 2023, but I don't. Do you know what I mean? I understand, because it's new. It's, it's just starting. I want to see, what, where are you in 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30? By the time you move into a new stadium, I think Sylvie guessed 30, 30, 2030 would be when they would get in there. I think that's what he said. Okay, you've got this runway to build that you should be one of the most successful organizations. You're going to have nothing but money once this stadium's done. All the advertising revenue that comes through. All of the opportunities that that stadium will provide you to be as successful a franchise as there is in American sports. 
the conventions that they can run through there, sure. the concerts, the events, on top of Bears football. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, you should be able to spend at the top of the market and signing bonuses and whatever. The, who's available? We're in. So I want to build something. I don't care about overnight. I want to build something for sustained success. I know what you mean when you say, well, I'm not really caring about 23 as much. And you could draw a parallel between the, sh- the first shovel that goes into building the new stadium to where the Bears are. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand your point. You're saying that 23, and of course, 23 is going to be new for Kevin Warren, the second year for Poles, another year for, for Fields and Eberflus. But you can draw a lot of demarcation to, okay, 23 is just the beginning. Well, hopefully the shovel goes into the ground in 23 for the Bears. So you can draw a line right. in the same way, the same parallel. The next 12 months, yeah. you should have the deal closed on Arlington Heights. It's not like Michelle and Jonathan go look at a house in wherever. Right. Okay, what do you think? I like it. Let's get it. Okay, let's make an offer. All right, can we close in 60 days? That's not how it works when you're building a, whatever, $5 billion palace. Mm-hmm. They've got to do all the environmental studies and the infrastructure. It all takes time. By the end of this year, I want to hear that they've closed on the land, and now we're going to start designing this palace with Kevin Warren at the head of that whole process because he's done it before. Warren's a little bit of a hoarder, too, by the way. He was, I think Siegelman asked him about the, the stadium that he helped build in, in Minnesota. He said, I'm glad I kept the, the specs. I still got the boxes. Correct. From, I still got the, it all. <laughs> so right. He said, they told him to throw it out. He goes, no, I'm going to keep it over here just in case. Yeah, I might need to go back to this something. Yes, you do. <laughs> then you've got the number one pick. You've got all this cap space. You've got Justin Fields, who's only played two years. It's going to take time to get that roster where they want it to be. Mm-hmm. So, yes, 23 matters because we're football fans. It's this new era. That's what I keep begging people to understand. New era of Bears football. I'm not caught up in, oh, God, they lost to who? October, whatever, yes. next year? Whatever. I want to see progress that, holy bleep. Look what we've created three years from now. Hey, there's always frustration from game to game because you want to see progress with the team. But ultimately, we have to see the bigger the bigger thing with this team. The bigger goal is to be able to be a perennial playoff team and a shiny example of how the organization can get it right. The biggest word that you've used in the first 10 minutes of our broadcast here is accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability. Where you know we've had GMs and coaches hide for a long time. You'd only hear them maybe once a year, maybe a couple of times a year. And you'd say, okay, where's the accountability? If you're struggling or if there's a problem with the franchise, you have a responsibility to be able to speak openly about it and say, we're trying to fix it. Don't just take the fans' money and just say, well, you know, we're working on it. I think fans want to be able to know what's going on. The great thing about, I would say, the Cubs, I'd say the Blackhawks in particular, is that you're transparent. It's like, okay, we are starting over. We're starting over, and we're going to reimagine this franchise. That's all a fan wants is honesty. Like, okay, i got to make a decision. Am I going to get my season tickets renewed or not? You need to tell me whether, what the direction is so I know where to spend my money. And I think, that that, I think the accountability factor with the Warren hire tells me all I need to know about what George McCaskey wants for this Bears franchise. I'm, and again, I'm not guaranteeing anything with the Warren hire. What I'm saying is, is that this is not the same old, same old. That's the thing I want to underline here this morning, is that it's not just polls, just some GM they plucked, Warren, just some guy. No, that guy has 
is accountable in every spot he's been. He was just a commissioner. He worked with the NFL. So this is a guy here with, uh, with vast experience that is almost overqualified for this position. I'm glad he's with the Chicago Bears. I look back last night when I got home. We come back from doing the game, and I'm wired. I can't go right to sleep. And I was going back and finding people. So with Theo's opening press conference, he said to the assembled media, when they break out to do the little stuff on the side after his opening deal, he said, "Might be." remember the back page of sometimes was Theo walking across water, across yes. Lake Michigan. Oh, yeah. He said, might be six months, might be a year, and we're going to be really bad in 2012. And you all are going to go, this guy's an idiot. He has no idea what he's doing. There were people saying that. It's Theo Epstein. He doesn't know what he's doing. He built you a World Series winner. It takes time. That's why I'm not caught up in, oh, God, what do you mean we went 5-12 and 12 in 2023? Maybe we'll go 12-5. and five. I don't know. Whatever that is, I want something built that is, man, that is rock solid. You see, they can handle the bumps in the road because the end goal is we've got the best franchise in the National Football League. And I never, ever have felt that way about the Bears. You should be as excited as you were for Theo at that point. I, 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 I told you as a Sox fan when he came over, so from an, as an American League guy, and watching him, what he did with the Boston Red Sox, when he's decided to come to the Cubs, they go, oh, God, they're going to win it. Because he knows what to do. He knows how to unlock the mystery of uh, a failing franchise. Boston was that for a long time. Mm-hmm. He comes to the Cubs and said, they're going to lose a little bit, but he's going to find a way. And this is, and by the way, again with the word accountability, the difference for the Cubs in having Theo in that spot, that isn't Sam Zell or McPhail or some of these characters that used to be over there at Clark and Addison that will just BS you, right? These guys, he came with accountability, Theo Epstein. He did. And so that's why all of that winning and winning a World Series championship happened because Theo was accountable and available. You asked him a question, you put him on, he'd tell you what's going on. With brutal honesty. Brutal. And there, there was something Kevin said yesterday. Kevin Warren said, had the Bears already got their stadium, had the Bears been rolling along, I, I wouldn't have been as intrigued by this job. The fact that we're at the level we are, worst record in the league, worst roster in the league, number one pick, and we're building a stadium, and I have a chance to shape this franchise going forward, that's what intrigued me. I like a man who likes a challenge. We're going to hear from the new president of the Chicago Bears, Kevin Warren, coming up next as he was introduced as the president of this team. Is this the most excited that you've been about the future of the Bears? We're talking to you. We'll open the phone line, Shay, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Jump in in our conversation. On the ride to work, it's Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. That's why I say and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Good morning and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Glad to have you with us and shout out to Des Clark walking by the old National Bank yeah, Studios. Former Bears tight end. He's looking lean and like, man, that guy's in shape. <laughs> He's great. Dennis Clark, my old uh, co-host on some of those Bears post-game shows, as we go now to Shot or No Shot, and here is Shay Norling. Shay, 
Good morning, fellas. How we doing? Morning. We're ready to rock and roll. Today is National Michigan Day. Give us your top I three. Had no ci- idea. Give us your top three cities, Shay, for Michigan. Go ahead. God, put me on the spot. Uh, it's your state. Go ahead. Uh, Royal Oak, Grand Rapids, and Detroit. What about Climax? Uh, last, That's true. Did I could you use know? That last night, by the way. Go ahead. Fun wow. fact: You can in Michigan, you can take I sixty nine south to Climax. <laughs> I love that. Nice. That is so an good. act. That is a fact. That is something you can do. You can also get off exit sixty nine at Big Beaver Road on I seventy five. Nice. Love it. Double nice. Love it. <laughs> so greetings from Michigan. National Michigan Day. Congratulations to you, oh. Shay Norley. I had no idea. Thanks, Eddie. That really changed my day. (laughs) I just, when we see fun facts, we bring them up there. Royal Oak was your first one, you said. Royal Oak. That's my hometown. Yeah. For number one. And and Detroit three in that list. All right. Well, Detroit is no particular order, but Royal Oak's my hometown. Royal Oak gets props. That's awesome. All right, brother, what do we have? All right, well, I want to start with another former NFL executive, Joe Banner, who's weighed in on the conversation surrounding Justin Fields. He said, quote, I don't see him as having the ability to be a great quarterback. I look at him and I see limitations. This narrative that the Bears' best path is to move on from Fields, it continues to bubble to the surface. Mike Tannenbaum said they should trade him. Now Joe Banner has weighed in saying they should trade him. So my question, shot or no shot, the momentum of this narrative is only serving to increase the trade value of the number one pick. Uh, I'm going to say no shot because I think the other teams will separate one from the other. My question for either of them, and I like Mike very much, I would probably say, okay, if you're a GM of another team and you were not picking in the top ten, would you trade for either of these guys? Would would either of you trade for Justin? And the answer would be, yeah. Then I'll yes. keep him. Thanks. Yes, I would agree. I've already got him. That's a shot. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Um, you know, it's funny that conversations not not just here but everywhere. Like, you know, if Justin Fields would be in the draft, where would he be? He'd be number one. He'd be the number one pick. Multiple NFL analysts have said he would be if he was coming out now. Yeah, he'd be number one. Shay, all right. I want to ask about Bears assistant general manager Ian Cunningham, who was this close to becoming the Titans' new general manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, he emerged as a legitimate front office candidate this offseason. He was linked to both Arizona and Tennessee. He went as far as interviewing twice to be the Titans' new general manager. That job ultimately went to 49ers assistant GM Ron Carthen. But shot or no shot, Ian Cunningham already being viewed as a commodity speaks to the respect this league has for the Bears' new front office. I think that's a shot because he's part of something that is going to be, uh, should be successful. I mean, that's a name there. You walk out of the Bears. Hmm. You know, hey, hey we, what did we talk about before regarding uh, Luke Getze? If the Bears' offense gets started, Luke Getze's going to get a head coaching job. And you got named the senior bowl head coach today for one of the two teams. Luke Getze, very cool. Yeah. Uh, per Tom Pelissero, give him credit. Uh, the way you brought that question up here, I'll give you that it's a shot because he's part of the front office. Yeah. But Ian Cunningham is making the waves as a candidate for what he did in Philadelphia under one of the best executives in the sport, Howie Roseman. Mm-hmm. What he's done here, he's only been here less than 12 months. It's been, I don't know, 11 months yeah. and some days. And they haven't done anything yet. They went 3-14. and 14. Him being here, certainly the way you asked it, shot, makes our front office better because he's a, obviously a highly competent executive. Mm-hmm. 
but his reputation was made from his work in Philadelphia. There might be something behind the scenes that we don't know that Cunningham's doing to help polls because of, of Cunningham's experience. Right, but they haven't done anything yet other than oh. trade some guys away. Sure. So we'll see. Sure. I, I will say shot, um, but Cap's point is correct. It's more the resume, his wide-ranging resume more so than the Bears, but I think it helps being part of the, fr- the charter franchise helping this cause for this uh, Chicago Bears team. It's also a great thing for the Bears because if you hire an executive from another team who is a person of color mm-hmm. and you keep them minimum two years, like you can't go out and say, I'm going to hire that guy for six months, and then when you hire him away, I get more draft capital. Yeah, Two years, which now looks like he's not getting a GM job this year. He finished second, as you said. Mm-hmm. They're going to get significant capital. I believe it's two third-round picks. That will come back next year. Shay. All right, I want to ask about something Bill Simmons said on his podcast about the Eastern Conference All-Stars. He said DeMar DeRozan is an All-Star, while Zach Levine is not. And then he added something about the Bulls that I found really interesting. He said, you know who I don't want to see when I'm the one or two seed in the playoffs? The effing Bulls. Shot or no shot, Bill Simmons has lost his mind. Well, this is based on what we've seen so far with the Bulls, and that is, which is so bizarre. The Bulls get up for the better teams, but are lousy against bad teams. I don't understand that. Like, the Bulls aren't good enough to just lay down to the Orlandos, the Houstons, Oklahoma City teams like that, non-playoff teams. Uh, I guess what it is is that the Bulls, as is as healthy as they can be, seem to play well against the Bostons and some of these other good teams in the, in the, in the league. Golden State we just saw a couple of days ago. But against bad teams, they don't play well. Especially bad athletic teams. Right. Like, the, uh, like Houston's erratic. Yeah. They're undisciplined. Orlando. They're just erratic, young, not coached well. You know, and again, budding, they're trying to be budding superstars. But the Bulls don't play well against those teams. Agreed. If you're young, long, and athletic, the Bulls will lose that game. Like, that game, what did they just, what recently? They beat Golden State. Mm-hmm. Okay. But before that, they uh, played the Thunder. And I think the Bulls were a four-point favorite. I went the other way as fast as I could. I'm like, the Thunder are going to win that game. And they did. And I know that on the surface, like, this Thunder, I was like, yeah, because they're long and athletic. I couldn't hit that. I couldn't hit the Oklahoma City Thunder fast enough. On my app. New Orleans, when they played them, same deal. Long and athletic. Yeah. Like Brandon Ingram, guys like that, give them a lot of trouble. But Bill Simmons is correct because if you're Boston, ugh, we just lost to that team multiple times. We got to deal with them in a series? Yeah. You better come correct or you may go, what happened to the one seed they right. ran into Chicago? Right. It's like, and again, and I'm not speaking for Cap, but I think Cap agrees with me. It's not that the Bulls in a series are just beating Boston or Milwaukee or Philly or Brooklyn, but the Bulls are that rock in your shoe. Right. Boy, just like, like, boy, they make it uncomfortable because if someone gets hot from three, here comes Levine, here comes DeRozan with those classic, you know, twos, you know, with, with his uh, mid-range jumpers. Agreed. I don't know how they do that, but... The- <laughs> you may wake up and go, oh, we just split the first two at home. Now we got to go to Chicago? <laughs> right. 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 Not, I mean, it's difficult. Not saying it's a series win, but it's difficult. But if you're the Spurs or the Rockets, you know, Oklahoma City, Charlotte, <laughs> Detroit, you got a chance against the Bulls. Agreed. Weird. Weird. Shay. 
I want to go back to the Bears with some news that broke this morning. Luke Getze has agreed to be the head coach of the American team in the Senior Bowl this year. Normally, Senior Bowl stuff I wouldn't care about. But the Bears have the number one pick. So shot or no shot, this is a great opportunity to kickstart the draft process. Huge shot. Huge shot. You're right there in the middle of everything, Cap. You're right there to be able to see it up close and personal. And the best part of that is... These guys are all good evaluators in large part. You miss on a few, but they absolutely want to get to know this left tackle, Jonathan Hood, as a person. Mm-hmm. You, you will get a chance to be in meetings and be on practice fields and be away from the glare of the media. Hmm, I don't like what I saw there. Or, wow, this kid's special, man. We got, we got to make sure we get that guy. It's a great, great shot. It's great for Getze, too. I'm not trying to push Getze out the door, but even in a 3-14 team, we saw some play design that was unusual for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Some play design where it's like, what are they doing with, with Komet? Is he under center? Is he handing off to, to Fields? What's going on here? A little razzle-dazzle, yeah, right? Yeah, that's cool. Just like it, it, not not in the naggy razzle dazzle kind of way, where it's just like we're going to cover up for it. We're going to accentuate the positives and hide the negatives of Mitch in that first year when he was here. I mean, just razzle dazzle offense. Where wait, was that Montgomery at quarterback? Now what's going on here? Now what do we have here? And then it, it's a it's a first down. Like okay, all right, this is good because I think the league sees Getsy, and if the Bears are good, I'm just telling you, he's going to be a hot candidate. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I'm just telling you, man. He's going to be a hot candidate. Agreed. Well, that was when the Bears were scoring 30 points a game in the middle of the season. People were scared Luke Getzey was going to get hired away. And I'm like, if he does, that means the offense was incredible. That's a good thing. Correct. I just, I just want stability. That's it. I just want a path where every year we're like, we got a good team. Please. may not win it every year. You won't. But I just, just want the Bears to be in this, in this scenario where we're talking about this in mid-January, a Bears team in the playoffs. Cap. Correct. We should be getting ready for the divisional round. Shay. All right, boys. If you watched the NFL playoffs this weekend, which we all did, there is a... 110% chance you heard this. Whopper, 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 junior double, triple, whopper. Shot or no shot? This is the most effective earworm since maybe McDonald's. That is a shot. That thing's everywhere. That's BK Have It Your Way song. McDonald's cornered the market on the jingle. Loving for, it. For, for, decor- yep. for, 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 for generations. Correct. People can just, off the top of their head, they know the McDonald's jingles. But Burger King, for the first time, actually has a jingle where it's an earworm. People know what it is. Agreed. And it's popping up everywhere. It's good for them, man. That ad agency earned their contract. They have been the Pepsi to McDonald's Coke forever. Because it's the option, right? I just know my parents, when they'd be like, McDonald's is always a place, but if you went to Burger King, oh, we're going to Burger King. So I get, like, the little crown. They put the crown on Remember me. Remember the little gold crown, <laughs> yeah, paper crown. Right, exactly. Like, it was more special than McDonald's. Correct. Because, yeah, you got the McDonald's toys as a kid, right? The little package of the, toys. The uh, Happy Meal. The ha- part of the Happy Meal, right? Correct. But nothing like getting the crown. You're crowned like the king. Like, okay, this is a different place. Cap and I are old enough to remember that fast food places used to be fine dining. It was a big deal. Like, like no, like JC would not believe that if when you went to Pizza Hut, you'd sit down as a family. I remember doing that too on, on the checkered, 
the, the checkered tablecloth. Right. You sit down with a knife and fork and just like fine dining at Pizza Hut. Correct. Not just a carryout place. There used to be a pizza chain. I don't know if they're still around. You guys can look it up for me. Shakey's. Oh, yeah. Shakey's oh, yeah. was amazing. All restaurant quality. And they would have a lunch buffet like twice a week. Yes. All the pizza and salad you could eat with the salad bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Shakey's was awesome. It was in it was in Calumet City. Or that was River Oaks area, I believe, when I was coming up. Lansing, somewhere in there. Remember McDonald's used to have the glass, the, the glass glasses with the Coke logo on them? Yes. Yes. It might have been plastic, but they were like were nice glasses. You would go and get at McDonald's. We had the collection. What's so shocking to me about the Burger King commercial is it's at the top of every break. It's the first thing you hear as soon and it's always the worst placement possible. It's like like um uh Damar Hamlin was laying on the field with the ambulances coming out, and then you just hear Whopper, Joe Whopper, 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 <laughs> Whopper, Junior Double, Triple Whopper. Okay, so so this is what happened, Cap. If you watch the coverage, it's Joe Buck just trying to find the words. Right. Damar Hamlin, he's laid out and we'll be back. And, and then, it goes right to that. And then, whopper, yeah. whopper, 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 junior double, triple, Wait whopper. Wait, this is supposed to be a somber moment here. Troy, he's being laid out, and the teams are prayerful and tearful during this very difficult Whopper, 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 whopper junior <laughs> double, triple, whopper. It's like uh, somebody back it's in control timing. might want to re-stagger the commercial break. <laughs> By the way, Shakey's is still open. It's the first ever American pizza chain at their height. They have oh, 500 stores globally, God. and now they're down to 58, and they're all west. Shaky. When I see a near tragedy in the NFL, I go, I go right to Burger King. I don't know about you. Jonathan, there's a man down in the NFL game. I'm going to Burger King. Whopper, 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 <laughs> Junior Double, Triple, Whopper. I'm sad. I'm going for the onion rings. How about that? That's it. And that is Shot or No Shot coming up around the NFL and Courtney Cronin on the Bears at 835. All part of the mix on Cap'n J. Hood. Courtney Cronin, National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Courtney Cronin covers the Bears for ESPN Chicago. She joins us on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. As Kevin Warren officially had his press conference as the president of the Chicago Bears. Good morning, Courtney. Hey guys, how are you? What's well. up, Double C? Courtney, too much busy day yesterday. Yeah, no question. We just want to get your thoughts on what you heard. What was the most impressive thing that stood out to you about Kevin Warren yesterday? And there was a lot. I think the you know the reason he chose this job and, and embracing the challenge, saying that he didn't, he wouldn't have wanted to come to a place where everything was already in place. And of course, that kind of makes sense. If you want to leave your legacy somewhere, you don't want to come where everything's already perfect. And if things were perfect, the team wouldn't have been looking for a president, anyways. But just knowing that he's somebody who makes moves, like he has big grandiose ideas and he's able to follow through on those i mean that's something you don't often see and the stuff that he brings to the table and just 
I mean, he talked for an hour up at the podium, which was the press conference that people saw live stream. And then he had one-on-ones with every television station, did small groups with beat writers, did radio interviews across Chicago. I mean, the guy talked for four hours. Like, that's – and he didn't, he didn't miss a beat. Like, I think just how impressive he is and how he can captivate an audience, you know, no matter what the topic is, just everything from talking about no other options than the Arlington Heights site right now that they're, you know – fully committed to that and trying to build a stadium there to what he talked about with football operations and his background with Dick Vermeil and the St. Louis Rams. I think there's a lot here to be excited about if you're a Bears fan, because the team president is not normally a role that fans care about. Like they care about the avid fan cares about what the general manager can do to build a roster and what the head coach can do to coach a team. But Kevin Warren's a different kind of executive. I mean, the Bears knocked this one out of the park after interviewing reportedly from George McCaskey, over 20 candidates that had an international scope. Um, I think the answer was obvious all along that Kevin Warren would be the best choice. So, Courtney, as you look at where the Bears are, and I said to Jonathan, I've never been this excited as a Bears fan. They've had their pop-up, as Sylvie calls them, you know, surprising seasons. They went to the Super Bowl in 06 with, a, albeit a very, very good football team. They won it in 85. 2018 was cool until the double doink. This feels different. I'm not as locked in on what's the record in 2023. I'm locked in on what can this whole organization, now that they're shopping at the top shelf, build for me in this new era of Bears football? Do you think the fan base is willing to be a little more patient as this thing gets built, or they want results now? I think there will be a section of the fan base that is understanding that building things takes time. And, you know, there are the others who are going to want to see them, you know, go to the NFC Championship next year and try to do what the butt bangles did uh, from their rebuild season, worst to first. I don't think that's realistic. I think, though, you can see all the pieces that are laid forth for this year. There's a ton of resources for free agency. They've got the number one overall draft pick. They have a new team present who's a visionary, not somebody who's just going to reinvent the wheel and kind of force through the same stale thinking that has, you know, honestly been a part of this franchise for a very long time. I don't think that that's a callous thing to say. They needed outside ideas. They literally didn't have any of those for a long time. So all of that said, in, in the stadium project, too, they're building something. And that takes time. I mean, under Kevin Warren, though, Minnesota Vikings got that stadium built in about three years. So once they break ground at the Arlington Park property, I think that that's when you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit more, knowing that there will be a new stadium, like a state-of-the-art, best fan experience in-game for everyone. I mean, that's something that's a big priority for Kevin Warren. And I think just where this franchise is headed Direction-wise, because of all the good things and the resources that they have, like you can't expect overnight success with that if you're doing it the right way, and that's what they're trending towards. Carmen Yurko got a chance to talk to Kevin Warren, the president of the Chicago Bears. You can hear that interview in its entirety on the ESPN Chicago app. Just click Carmen Yurko, and you can hear that conversation. One of the questions they asked, Courtney, is uh, will, your, will your football involvement start with free agency? And Warren said yes. Yes, absolutely. As I said, I was with uh, Ryan in the draft room this morning just talking through just just high level, see how he sets up things. And I'm here as a resource. And so I'll be transitioning out of the Big Ten, transitioning here. I'll have, you know, these regular meetings with with, uh, Ryan and and, uh, 
uh, Matt, and the same thing like I'm doing with Ted, you know, from a stadium and finance accounting operations, just gathering information. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, and, and we'll all be involved in working together and, and hopefully just add value. That's a big question of exactly what his role is. We know it's stadium first. We know that. But as far as the draft and free agency, he gave his answer about his involvement. What do you think of that, Courtney? You already have a general manager, but then Kevin Warren wants to be part of the process as well. Yeah, and that's something he didn't have in Minnesota. I think that that's a very big reason why this job was so appealing, because in Minnesota it was a hard a hard and, and set structure where he ran the business side, Rick Spielman ran the, the football operations side, the Wilkes are absent owners, they're in New Jersey most of the time, so they're not in the building. So I think that that's something that, you know, with George being in the building and giving Kevin Warren more credence to be involved in football matters, I think that that's really appealing. And it's not like he doesn't have that experience. Like, you've seen this before where there are people who want to meddle in the business, in the football side, who really don't have a clue what they're doing. Kevin Warren has football operations experience, but you don't re- we're not going to really know what his like, overall day-to-day dealings are with the roster like is he making roster decisions probably not because what george mccaskey said yesterday is that ryan has full authority to do whatever he needs to do for the best interest of the chicago bears like he's still at the end of the day going to be having the final say on football decisions i just think he's going to have a bigger voice in there than maybe he was used to even though he did say that in the past like he had collaborated or at least like given you know, kept George and Ted up to speed on everything, did presentations with them, let them know the direction they were going to go in with certain ideas and free agency in the draft, and then, you know, dealt with any pushback or tried to, you know, kind of explain his thinking. I think he's going to be challenged in a very different way by Kevin Warren, because Kevin Warren's not just your normal football executive who's going to build you a great stadium and worrying about, you know, partnerships and stuff like that. That's obviously a huge part of what he does. But he's got a football, he's got football IQ and he's got football operations expertise, which I think is intimidating to some. But for Ryan Poles, I think it's a good opportunity for him to have another voice to lean on somebody from multiple different franchises. And, you know, was at the highest level of the Big Ten. That's, that's an invaluable voice that you wouldn't have otherwise. How active do you think Ryan Poles is already on the phones? Because I went back through and looked at the timetable of recent trades. The Eagles trading up to get Carson Wentz in that draft. The Rams, uh, yeah, the Rams trading up for Jared Goff, man. And to look at these different trades, they don't go down until usually April. So how active do you think he is right now? I think the holding pattern right now, because we are still in the middle of like the, or the beginning of the playoffs, like a lot of teams, you know, they're building their draft board, they're building their free agency, like their USA list. And that's, that's first and foremost. But to say that conversations aren't happening yet, I think is probably um, not entirely true how serious those conversations are typically don't happen until beginning of February, like sometime around, like it's usually that pocket of time between the senior bowl, the, uh, after the Super Bowl, between then and the combine that we see a lot of things happen. I mean, I can think back to, and even, I don't know, I don't remember the picks exactly, but the Blake Bortles trade happened, I think like February 20, like 24th, something in that window, the Jared Goff trade was early February as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of I don't know if you'll see anything in like the immediate term, 
because you're going to have more teams come into the mix once they're done with the playoffs. Like, I think that that's part of it where everybody's still in this holding pattern really until you get to the senior bowl, which is in Mobile, which you find out Luke gets coaching in. That's in a couple of weeks at the end of January. Um, and beyond then, like I, I think I do think you'll know if they're going to trade this first round pick. If there's going to be anything else, even trades for players, like that stuff, most times happens before free agency. You don't really see anybody jockeying for positioning with the first round pick the night of the draft. But do remember, I think it was late March when the San Francisco 49ers in uh, their trade, like us to get Trey Lance, that happened a couple weeks before the draft. That so happened in, in, on March 26. Yeah, it was a Friday, and I, I just remember, like, wow, the draft order changed, and we still have a month to go for this thing. So um, I could I could see a window like that happening. I know Polls yesterday said that he didn't say holding pattern, but he made it sound like it's quiet right now. It's not going to be quiet for long, though. Courtney, we got a minute left. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the latest with the Green Bay Packers. We just played recent, just this hour. Thoughts from Aaron Rodgers and the Pat McAfee show still mulling his future with the Packers. What Cap and I talked about, I told Cap, I said, listen, if I'm Gutenkunst, I need to know by April 1st what you want to do. I'm not going to go through this song and dance with you again. Either you are in or you're out. You have to be uh, involved. You want to be part of the process and you think we need better offensive linemen or receivers or whatever, fine. But you got to be part of the process. I, can't, I don't have time for this anymore. Either it's you or Jordan Love. But I need to know now, not in July or August. Well, yeah, he's got 59 million reasons to be back next year. I'll leave it at that. He's going to be a Green Bay Packer. You think so? Is that is that, is that, is that hoodie? He's got 50. He's got 59 million dollars guaranteed on his contract next year. He's not going anywhere. How much? No is that, how much is he spending that on uh, ayahuasca, though? Is that? I don't know how expensive that stuff <laughs> that is. That's not it usually cheap. pretty like cheap. You can get it in like you know Peru. wherever Peru. It's not like a great strain of weed that would cost a lot more than that, I would assume. But I don't know. But Court, Courtney, I, I like here's where I disagree with Hoodie. He said I got to know by April first. I watched every second of what Aaron said yesterday, and I think he has earned the right to say, okay, I, I got a lot of money coming to me, but I am not going to be part of a rebuild. If you're going to take this thing down and say to David Bakhtiari, hey, we're letting you go. We 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 need to get some cap room. You aren't always healthy. We're going to let you go, and we're not going to bring this guy back, and we're not going to do this. He has every right to say, I want to be traded. If they say, Aaron, we're going to try and win the Super Bowl, we're pushing our chips in the middle, we're going to go get this guy or that guy, then he does owe them by April 1st. I'll be part of the offseason plan. I'll be at OTAs. I'll be at minicamp. Let's get this going. But, Cap, as I, as I, told, as I said, like I, I, the, the Packers have never given me the thought, especially in this iteration of the Packers, to think that they're trying to be all in. They, they've not, I haven't seen that in a long time for the Packers. They're saying, well, we're going to try to rebuild this thing. They, when, they haven't had to because the, the, the Bears and the Lions are in the division. But when you take a quarterback who's going to sit for going on four years as your number one pick, that tells me you are not all in. I mean, the way that they structured Aaron Rodgers' contract to start, I think, tells you that they expect him to be back next year. They expected him you know, to be back when they gave him that deal. Jordan Love is, is, is the, you know, the cog in all of this because they've got to figure out whether they're picking up his fifth-year option, whether they're going to trade him, whether they're going to you know, keep this thing going another year. I honestly think, though, that I, I don't know if I can foresee such great changes in the way that the Green Bay Packers do their operation 
Like, I, I'm with you, Cap. I don't know how much they're going to change just the direction that they go. I think they're going to try to run it back, though, with this group and obviously improving at wide receiver, you know, adding certain pieces up front because of all the offensive line injuries that they had. And they're going to say, hey, Aaron, how about one more time? Let's, let's, you can be involved in decisions. You can do whatever you want. He has earned time, kind of like Sean McVay, certainly like, um, you know, uh, in the situation where uh, he's able to kind of get, take a step back and think mm-hmm. about it. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, following the Cliff Kingsbury route and going, taking a one-way ticket to Thailand. I mean, I think that this is something that he's going to have to figure out here in the next month or so. But there's no way that he's going to hold them hostage the way that he did all the way up until training camp during the 21 season. It's just not going to happen again. Courtney, I'll text you later on those strains of weed and the price for, <laughs> for, for saying. Uh, I'm going to go do some research on ayahuasca. I'll let you know how much it is. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you so Thanks, much, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney Cronin, weed expert and uh, covers the Bears for ESPN Chicago, joining us here on Cap and J-Hood. She's so good. We've got an animal story coming up next on Cap and J-Hood. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. What's going on today in the animal kingdom? Chimps throwing feces? Wild boars snacking on faces? Cougar on the loose? Yes, sir. Perhaps some horny mammals humping? Let's find out together. Animal Stories on Cap'n Chamber on ESPN 1000. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for Animal Stories. Uncle Cappy, Animal Stories. I love Animal Stories. Little Johnny. Nephew Shay's got an Animal Story. Go yes, ahead, he Shay. does. Brain-altering poison sparks vicious and unprovoked seal attacks on humans. What? What? What does what does the singer seal have to do with this animal story? It's a red tide of toxic algae. <laughs> what does Johnny this is seal part of this? I didn't know that. He's still in the news. Go ahead. Nah, man. <laughs> Come on, Hood. A red tide of toxic algae uh, is leading to an unprecedented spate of attacks on humans by normally harmless seals. This woman posted a photo. She said she was bitten six times, almost lost fingers. Oh, my God. She yeah. needed an ER visit, some strong antibiotics. Uh, this is like an acid. So the seals are on acid. Right. Now, the woman who posted the picture is an actress. Yeah. Lulu Taylor, who played Cassie in the now TV sci-fi series Raised by Wolves. Uh-huh. And Shay's exactly right. The picture? Nasty. Can, I, look, can I take a look? Fingers on both hands. Look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ew. Not good. They're still bleeding. Bandaged up fingers, and she said it was not good. Oh, my God. Yeah. A victim of a bizarre seal attack. Seal on acid. And thank you to John. That's why Heidi Klum Twitter divorced him. Sending it. Uh, <laughs> holy that's, bleep. That's not the reason why. <laughs> seal on acid. She couldn't take it anymore. What does a seal on acid look like, Cap? What does that look like? This picture of their teeth? Crazy, man. What does the seal look for like? for a swim? Like, I'm going on vacation in February. I'm going to wade into the ocean, as I do. And all of a sudden, I'll come back. Man, you're bleeding! <laughs> Seal's got me! <laughs> <laughs> Mindy! <laughs> oh, my God. 
A seal got me. Honey, it wasn't a seal. It was a seal. I saw him. Look at my fingers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. This, this also says a fisherman suffered a number of bites from a seal that he said attempted to drag him into deeper water. Man, fish just doesn't work for me no more, man. I need some human fingers. I need it right now, man. There's a dude right there. There's a guy right there, man. Let's get him. Sub. Hey, I'm a cute seal. Go- oh, God! <laughs> My fingers! Oh, God! They're taking me! Mindy! <laughs> Hun, it's not the seals. They're just playing with... They're not playing! <laughs> Ow! Ow! I'm telling you, they are trying to bring me to some area. Honey, have you been smoking marijuana? I today have not. Here? No, they have. <laughs> Please help me, God. <laughs> Call Citrenberg. 847. Oh, God. Dr. Citrenberg. <laughs> what shots do I need? Well, David, first be calm. Be calm. It was a seal. <laughs> help me. <laughs> What's up, man? You know what I was thinking? Want some, want some fish? I'm tired of the fish? I want some caplin. Get some of that cap meat. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Guy. <laughs> yeah. A seal. A seal on acid. Wow. Well, Kevin Warren was introduced by the Bears that talked with Carmen and Yurko wow. yesterday. If you missed some thoughts from Kevin Warren, we'll play those for you and give our reaction on Cap and J Hood. Two minutes.